This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. You're listening to the Wharton Sports Business Show on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM 111. Welcome back. This is the Wharton Sports Business Show on Business Radio, Sirius XM 111. I'm George Perry with Michelle Young. Uh, We were pleased to speak with Ken Bensinger, author of The Red Card, and uh, we're going to continue to talk uh, soccer, but now on the entertainment side, on the viewing side, on the experience of World Cup soccer and and other sports for that matter. We are happy to bring on our next guest, Mihir Valawakar, who is the chief business officer and co-founder of LiveLike. And rather than Trying to describe what LiveLike does myself because I'm pretty sure this is not a technology that is necessarily for my generation of over 50-year-old white men. Um, but, but Mahir, I would definitely like you. Uh, first of all, welcome to the show. Um, Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, and, and if you could maybe just start with a little bit about uh, what uh, LiveLike is and kind of what you do as a company. Yeah, um, Thanks again for having me. Uh, you'd be surprised. You might actually enjoy the experience, I promise you, <laughs> once you get a chance to get your hands on it. Um, but, you know, LiveLife is a sports technology company. We've been working um, in the world of, uh, you know, virtual reality, augmented reality. Uh, you know, we work with rights holders and media partners around the world to stream uh, to stream content in, in VR. The, the key difference here is, even though we call it VR, our experiences actually work without headsets as well. So it's much more of an interactive 360 experience. Um, so to put it um, in simple terms, imagine if you were the user, you are watching the Fox Sports VR app that's powered by LiveLike. Um, you, you're watching the World Cup currently um, as is going on live. You feel like you're watching the game from the stadium in Russia. You know, you can move to different parts of the stadium. There are different camera positions that you can switch to. Um, you, there's an experience. You're sitting in a VIP lounge on a couch. Uh, in front of you is a, is a 3D coffee table, which has all kinds of statistical information, you know, uh, team information, match information, statistics. Um, you look around you, it's a 360 environment, and different sections of the uh, the suite or the VIP lounge, so to speak, that you're sitting in host different types of content. There's a highlight section where you can watch all kinds of 2D, 3, 2D content. Uh, there is, uh, there's a separate match center where you can see, uh, you know, all the 2D and 360 content that's being generated for, you know, cityscapes in Russia, uh, 360 videos with players and tunnels and player rocker rooms. Uh, it's, it's, it's a very immersive experience for a user, uh, you know, who has not, who doesn't get a chance. And it looks like we're having some uh, trouble there with uh, our content there. What else in the world of sports? There, you know, one thing that we didn't talk about was the highest paid athletes in 2018. Um, when, when you first heard who the highest paid athletes are, what was the first name that came to mind? Probably was thinking some sort of soccer player, but not sure. And it wouldn't have been who the first one was. Who was that, George? What, Floyd, Floyd Mayweather Jr., boxer. Um, who recently fought the number four name on the list, Conor McGregor of USC fame, who got $100 million basically for one fight and uh, after what he did recently may be out of uh, <laughs> out of business for life. McGregor might not be back on this list, <laughs> we're not sure. But right there at two, three, and five were Messi, Ronaldo, and Neymar. And it's interesting. 
it looks like we've got our uh, guest back on. So we'll we'll get back to that later. Sure. But uh, I definitely want to bring Mahira back on. Mahira, are you, you back on the phone here? I am, and <laughs> I don't know where I dropped off, frankly. I just kept on talking. <laughs> I hate when that happens. <laughs> well, I, I, <laughs> I think we were talking about what the viewer would see, what they would experience. You know, they're in the suite. They're looking around. Can you expand yeah. on that a little bit more? I think that I saw you can sort of watch it with your Facebook friends and other people from all over the globe. Is that correct? And can you explain to us how that works? Yeah, that's right. So essentially, uh, as I was explaining, you know, you're, you're sitting in a 360 VIP lounge. You feel like you're watching the game from the stadium. Different sections of the suite have host different types of content. So you can watch 360 highlights. You can watch 2D content that's, that, that, that linear broadcast shows you. Uh, it really provides a new type of content discovery interface. Uh, but as you mentioned, it's a social experience. So you can have up to four friends in there with you. Or up to four friends together can watch a game uh, feeling as though they're watching the game sitting next to each other on the couch. So uh, obviously it's geo-blocked. So given that this is an experience through the Fox Sports VR app, it's only available to your friends in the U.S. Uh, you're still finding them through Facebook. Uh, but, you know, you could be any city in the U.S. and you're watching games with each other. And the voice functionality is built into the application. So you're really talking to each other. Um, and because the sound is spatial and spatialized and in a 3D environment, it, it actually does feel like there is someone sitting to your right and someone else sitting to your left, and and you're all you're all watching together. And 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 that's the part that's fascinating to me. Not only with your technology, but you know, esports and uh, people, all the social aspect of these games. And that's what I meant earlier when it. You know, I, I agree. I actually went on the app, and and I, I do think it's a pretty cool experience. Once I figured yeah. it out, now it's not, it's not as intuitive yeah, yeah. to me as it probably is to my twenty year old son. Um, yeah. But uh, but but but. But talk about the social. I mean, are, are people really, I guess, rather than inviting a bunch of friends over to their couch at home, they're actually getting online and they're uh, they're watching it with their friends online? Actually, you know, think about it this way. Uh, you know, people, uh, one big uh, criticism for virtual reality was that, you know, sports is inherently a co communal experience and, you know, virtual reality feels isolating. You know, you're wearing the headset, all of that stuff, right? But think about it, with cord cutting and more and more people watching the games on the go, you really are not watching games with friends like you used to in the past. It's much more of convenience, right? If I am in my office I am, or am I even at my home in my room, I may not even go outside to the living room to put on the content. I'm just going to fire up my iPad and watch it right then and there. It's, it's the, the, the new generation is so much about right here, right now, right? Mm -hmm. And what we are trying to do is in that experience actually make it a social experience. So, yeah, your friends may not be coming over to your place. Uh, I mean, think about it this way. I grew up in India, right? I grew up in India watching European and American sports, NBA or English Premier League or La Liga soccer. I never got a chance to watch the games with my friends because they were played in the middle of the night, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. starts. I didn't have friends there with me. And what I'm saying here now is if I were, if, if I had to go back 10 years and this technology existed, I would have surely uh, invited my friend in there and virtually watched the game with him. Uh, or my brother who's sitting in a different country altogether and watch games together. So we are trying to bring that whole communal aspect back to mobile viewing that, you, that has gone away recently. That's great. And and you guys are a relatively new company in the last few years. So can you talk about the business model and how you started it, how you've planned, how you've gotten your partners for the big sporting events that you do have? Yeah. Uh, you know, so we started in about Feb 2015, um, so relatively new, uh, you know, we've been around for three and a half, three, just over three years. 
uh, we've raised about 15 million in series uh, series B funding in total, and we have some pretty prominent media investors that have been backing us. So you know uh, the likes of Evolution Media Capital, which is CAA's and TPG Group, uh, you know Code Fair Ventures, which is Dan Gilbert's uh, and Cleveland Cavaliers Fund, Densu Ventures, Graycroft Partners, and and actually David Stern, who's the ex-commissioner of the NBA. He has been an early investor as well and an advisor to the company. Um, you know, the, so we've had some really good, knowledgeable people who are uh, legendary in their own sense in, involved in the company, and that, have, they have, that has allowed us to, uh, you know, get doors opened very quickly. Um, of course, our product has, is the one that stood out, right? So we've actually gone to all the broadcasters and said that, look, we don't want to get your rights. We want to power your rights. We, don't, we are enabling the rights holders. It's always a powered by live like model. So, for example, if Fox Sports has the rights to Big Ten Championship, the World Cup, or the Champions League football, what we are saying is let us create that content in an immersive environment, uh, capture it in an immersive environment, display it in, in, in an immersive environment. And this is ultimately going to benefit you because you're going to be able to reach out to your fans with an innovative product. And if this sticks and if this creates engagement uh, or stickiness in any way, this is a new form of um, new form of engagement that users will love in the future as well, right? As more and more people start watching on their cell phones or mobile phones or even even potentially headset adoption, uh, there are there are forms of uh, monetization that currently don't exist for these users right? for these broadcast partners of ours. So, currently the business model is predicated on subscription and ad-driven revenues, um, which is the legacy cable model, right? Uh, and everyone's trying to figure out how to go direct to consumer now. And what we are doing there is going to these partners and saying, we'll license you our platform. We'll produce the content when required. It's a turnkey solution, but it's ultimately your app and your audience, and we're supporting your efforts in engaging them. So, Mahir, before we continue, let, let me just remind our audience that this is the Wharton Sports Business Show on Sirius XM's Business Radio 111, and we're speaking with Mahir Walawakar, the co-founder of LiveLike. Um, so, Mahir, perhaps you could, and you t- talked a little bit about this earlier, but can you pert- perhaps you could talk specifically about what you guys are doing with Fox yeah. and the World Cup and, and how people's uh, experience, viewing experience can be enhanced through, through your products. Yeah, so, you know, we've actually had a relationship with Fox Sports since about September 2016 at this stage. So, you know, we, we've launched the Fox Sports VR app. Um, three words that you can search for. Um, they are available on iOS, Android, and on the Gear VR and Oculus Go uh, devices. So you can watch the content with or without a headset. Um, what we've done is produced a bunch of events with them over the over the course of the, our, our, our almost two-year relationship now. You know, we've done NCAA football, we've done college basketball, we've done Champions League final. Um, and now in this year, we are actually... Uh, the, the World Cup uh, VR content is being powered in the app, in the, in the app experience as well. Um, and what we're allowing users uh, to do is feel like, get the chance of feeling like they're, they're watching the tournament from Russia, you know, feeling like they're watching the game from the stadium, from multiple camera positions, and inviting their friends to watch with them. So it's a, it's a partnership between Fox Sports and us. Um, we have similar partnership with partnerships around the world. We've done the French Open uh, Roland Garros tennis tournament uh, the last couple of years as well in France. So, you know, our our, our model is to uh, work with rights holders and enable their rights to be in an immersive environment. Can you tell us a little bit how when, when people are participating in this, if that's the correct word here, um, are, yeah. you, are you capturing what they're doing, when they're doing it, how they're doing it, and, you know, demographics for that so that you can 
either tweak what you're doing or grow it even more and help use that for more events in the future? Yeah, certainly, right? I mean, we have the same set of standard analytics that most most OTT apps out there uh, or most direct-to-consumer apps out there have. It's just, of course, we have made them more endemic to our environment. Um, and, you know, how are users interacting with different types of data? Um, are they actually interacting with the statistics that are provided, the deep statistical analyst and, uh, you know, analytics that's being provided in, in a new visual form for them? Uh, are they watching 3D content more? Are they watching 260 or, 360 or 2D content more? Do they switch camera positions? Um, all the feedback that we get from that, uh, I, we don't necessarily capture too much from a personal data standpoint, given everything, the GDPR and everything as well. Uh, we have we've we've tried to be as above the water above the border as possible from a data collection standpoint, but there's certainly some user analytics stuff which can help us improve the experience going forward um, that we're certainly working on. So it's not as much about targeting audience, but more about providing an experience that most people are uh, care about, Absolutely. and that of course comes in um, within the built into the app. Okay, and so are you able to? Tell us what you're working on now and what might be available in the future. Yeah, actually, I mean, right now, the biggest event that we're working on is the is the World Cup. So, uh, you know, uh, for the next, uh, I guess, another three, three, three and a half weeks or so, um, the, the entire, all 64 matches of the World Cup are going to be live in the Fox Sports VR app on all the previously mentioned platforms. Um, we just wrapped up the French Open tennis tournament. Uh there's a lot more in the works. Uh, we're working on, uh, I mean, some of this stuff I can't really uh, announce yet just because uh, there's each of the partnerships and partners and organizations are going to want to do their own press releases. But um, there's a ton more soccer content that's coming in the future. There is a lot, uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, we have a regional uh, partnership with the regional networks for Fox Sports as well. So, in fact, um, 17 NBA teams um you know, their regular 2D content. So we're not necessarily shooting the content in any different manner, but just the TV content is being made available to the users in the Fox Sports VR app through, the, through that social experience that I just mentioned. So, you know, if you're in Dallas um, and you're watching, the, you can watch the Mavericks game with friends. Uh, so it's obviously all geolocated, but all, this, all the teams that are part of the Fox Sports regional networks, so the next season of the NBA starting in October will be available uh, in the social experience through the Fox Sports VR app. Um, you know, Bensu Ventures is our investor, um, and they're obviously a massive Japanese agency, and so they have been, uh, they've been sort of an extended BD arm in, uh, in, the, uh, uh, in, 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 um, in Japan as well. And so, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot more coming down the pipeline. Unfortunately, I can't share, <laughs> share the details on every single one of those, um, but... So, Hopefully so, that's enough. So, Mahir, rather than sharing kind of who you're, whose content you're going to be sharing, and this is this will have to be our last question. What do you think the yeah. the future of kind of your technology is? What do you envision this? Where do you envision this going? And one thought yeah. is, can people maybe bet on games in in the middle of their experience? Those type of things. Absolutely. I mean, that's a great question, right? So for us. A big part of our, our, you know, our focus is to actually create the best possible experience and not just from a video standpoint, but from everything else, right? So people care about statistics, people care about fantasy football, people care about, I mean, with legalized betting coming down the pipeline, how do you visualize the data or the tons of data that's being created that can inform your uh, decisions? So visualization aspects that we have been focused on for the past two years the principles of those apply directly in the betting app. Uh, augmented reality is coming down, right? App, with Apple and Google announcing 
their intentions on focusing on mobile AR, that can improve the experience as well. So suddenly your mobile device can be allow, can allow you to create multiple virtual screens around the room for you. And so, uh, you know, it's, uh, there is... So, so um, here we, we absolutely look forward yeah. to seeing that technology. Unfortunately, we are up against it. We really appreciate you taking the yeah. time to join us today. And anyone who wants to use LiveLight can do so on the Fox Sports VR app. This has been another edition of the Wharton Sports Business Show. For Michelle Young, I am George Perry. Join us here next week on SiriusXM Business Radio Channel 111. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. 